How's it going, Royal Nation? Welcome back to the Stanley Cup Playoffs edition of the Royal Download. We'll have another regular episode coming out later on this week. My name is Jake Williams, and this is my friend Evan, who's going to be on the podcast with me today talking about hockey. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Evan. Well, I, uh, I'm Evan Miller. I write for the uh, Indie Fuel for the rink.com. Uh, they are an ECHL team um, affiliated with the Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL. Um, they are in their fifth season of playing down at Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Annapolis, Indiana. All right, that's awesome. So uh, let's get down to it. The first conference is the Western Conference, and our first team that we have up is the Calgary Flames, who went 50-25-7 with 107 points in the standings. Best team in the West. By a standing standpoint, they've they've had a great year. They kind of uh, last year they were supposed to do well, then they kind of fell apart. But this year they got back on track with Johnny Goudreau and Mark Giordano doing a great job, and David Ritich has been uh, upgrading the goal right now. So I think Calgary can do something really dangerous this year. Yeah, yeah they Johnny, got Johnny Goudreau's having a career year right now, ninety nine points in eighty two games, which is his career high. So that's Great Good job for Calgary. Great job there for the Flames. So uh, our next team up is their opponent in the first round, the Colorado Avalanche, who went 38-30 and 14 with 90 points. They had a great start to the season, then a terrible middle. They were, they were doing awful. And then they had a really good finish. They kind of made the playoffs solely because the West was really weak this year. And, uh, a, a bit of a weaker West, for sure. They, uh, they squeezed in there. Arizona was actually right behind them on their tails, and the Blackhawks were making a surge there at the end. They only finished six points out of uh, a playoff spot, and even in a, uh, a, uh, a pretty inferior year to years prior. Yes, and the Colorado Avalanche, they've had, they have a good team. Well, they have a couple good players, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rentanen, and Gabriel Landeskog. They're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do much this year, but they have a bright future, especially if they the Senators win the draft lottery. Then they get Jack Hughes on top of that too. So Colorado, bright future, not so much this year in my opinion. Nope. So now next up we have the San Jose Sharks, who went 46, 27, and nine, finished with 101 points. They had a bumpy finish, but a really good season in general. Finished uh, sixth in the league. So yeah, they uh, took out Colorado there actually at the uh, their final game of the season. Finished on a high note, winning a few games in a row. But uh, we'll see how they do against Vegas. Right? Yeah, they. This is one of the last years that San Jose can win with Jumbo Joe Thornton. So they got to get that win. And Martin Jones has to do a lot better in goal. He like has an eighty nine percent goal save percentage. That's yeah. that's terrible. That so. is not, not very good. Yeah, they can put up all the points in the world, but they're gonna. Get scored on a lot, though. And now next up with the Vegas Golden Knights finishing 43-32-7 with 93 points. They're really not that great of a team, to be honest. Right in the middle of the pack with finishing 16th in the point standings right here. Yeah, they uh, they did a lot better than... Um, they actually did a lot better last year than, uh, than this year, but they still have that, that plus 19 goal differential stands out to me in the middle of... Um, all these bottom of the uh, bottom of the barrel playoff teams here. And then uh, Mark Andre Fleury, yeah. he's been really good this year. I miss him in Pittsburgh, but he's he's been on a roll as usual. But yeah, they got Mark Stone at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. They still have good guys like William Carlson. So they need to really be on it. They need to 
do everything right if they're going to take a team like San Jose out again like they did last year. Yeah, if, if they want to take on a team like uh, San Jose, they're going to have to do a lot better than they did uh, at the end of the season, losing to the uh, the uh, 30th place Los Angeles Kings on their last game of the season. Right, yeah. And now next up we have uh, the Nashville Predators who finished the season 47-29-6, 100 points, and clinched their division on the last day of the season, I believe it was. Yes. So they had a, they've had a really good, they have a really well built team. They're a defending, a defending Presidents Trophy winner. They won the Presidents Trophy last season, but they're still really solid this year, even if they aren't as good. They're gonna rely on their goaltending with Pecorine and Husi Soros. So this might be the year for that San Jose finally steps it up. Do you think? Nash, not San Jose, but Nashville steps it up. Do you think Nashville can get it done? I uh, I think Nashville is going to be able to uh, to get it done. They're playing what? They're playing Dallas in the first round, um, and they, they took a, a bit of a step back from last year, and they finished first in the league last year, winning the President's Trophy with uh, fifty three wins. Um, they took a bit of a step back this year. They they hit the hundred point mark for the second year in a row, which is obviously a great accomplishment for a team, but. Yeah. They yeah. had that surprise cup run a couple of years yes. ago. Yes. And now uh in Pittsburgh actually. Yeah, then then Pittsburgh beat them four to two in the series. But yeah, it was a Nashville's really well built team and now yeah. on to their opponent, the Dallas Stars, who finished 43, 32, and 7 with 93 points in the standings. Early drama this yes. year when their owners started like calling uh, Jamie Benn and Tyler Segan yeah. bad names. That was <laughs> that was uh, not a good situation that was going on in right. Dallas. But Tyler Segan has had a great year, and Miro Heiskanen, the rookie, yes. he's done a phenomenal job. But then on top of that has been their goalie, Ben Bishop, with a 9-3-2 save percentage. A great year for them. And Dallas has some great momentum going on right now, and they could upset the Nashville Predators. That would be very interesting to see. Yeah, they definitely have a chance to, uh, to give um, Nashville a run for their money, but I feel like Nashville is still, still going to come out on top just mainly based on their defensive play, but Dallas has some great defensive play in right. high skin and, and a great future ahead of them. Right, yeah, now next, on to the Winnipeg Jets, who finished 47, 30, and 5, 99 points. I got to see them twice this season, once in Pittsburgh yes. and once over spring break. They have a very solid team. They've been kind of disappointing this year. They're supposed to be really good, but they haven't been able to compete with the big boys sometimes, so they got to step up a little bit with yeah. Patrick Laine struggling. All right, yeah, and they're led by... Uh, Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley, they've been uh they've done a really great job and Carl Hellbuck will have to go back to perform so that Winnipeg can uh get and can get a big run in this uh postseason, so I think they could do a good job here. In my opinion, I think Winnipeg has one of the the uh, the most deep offenses in the entire league, in my opinion. Patrick Line is he's been one of their best players for a little bit, but He's on their second line right now, which is very surprising. But that first line is absolutely stacked with Wheeler, Shifley, and Kyle Connor. All right, next up we have the St. Louis Blues, who finished 45-28-9 with 99 points. Which, amazing season for the Blues. They went from dead blast in January to nearly winning the division. They lost on the last day, but still a great season for the Blues. Great turnaround. They called up rookie goaltender Jordan Bennington. He's been phenomenal in that right now. And Ryan O'Reilly has been a great acquisition for the Blues. And Vladimir Tarasenko playing really well for them. The Blues have a really good chance for an upset 
maybe the best in the whole league for the upset over the Winnipeg Jets. Yes, I think Ryan O'Reilly is going to be a great face-off man for the St. Louis Blues, both right now and in the future. Um, he's going to be a great matchup against uh, Mark Scheifele to watch out for, and I think Tarasenko versus Line A is going to be a great matchup to watch as well. All right, yeah, now that we go in, now that we've talked about the West, we could go into the Eastern Conference, starting with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who went 62, 16, and 4, 128 points. Yes, I think that 62 wins is a record, is it not? Right, yeah, I think they tied the Detroit Red Wings from like the mid 90s. Incredible season for the Lightning, even for their standards. Yes, yeah, they finished 21 points ahead of anybody else in the league. Obviously, the most dominant team in the league, scoring. 325 goals this year and only allowing 222. Yeah, so great job for them with Kucherov, Sam Coase, Braden Point has been doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Vasilevsky, of course, being great in goal. Yes. And they got to break the choker label this year. The Capitals broke their choker label last year, mm-hmm. so now the it's the Lightning's turn to do that. And their it's, opponent will be the – oh, yeah, what? No, I was just going <laughs> to say that the, uh, the first-place team is uh, – Always the most unlikely team, I feel like, to win a, uh, a championship in almost any league you talk about. But I feel like the Lightning have a very good chance this year. They only lost seven games at home and only lost nine uh, um, on the road. Right, yeah. And the uh, last team that won the President's Trophy in the Cup was the Blackhawks back in 2013 when they took out the Bruins. Yes. So their opponent, the Tampa Bay Lightning's opponent, will be the Columbus Blue Jackets with 47, 31, 4, 98 points. They snuck into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Drama all season with uh, Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin. They might be gone after this season. They went and acquired Matt Duchesne. They almost missed the playoffs. That would have been kind of funny if they got if they went all in then just missed. So yes. Columbus, they have an uphill battle from here. They've never won a playoff series before. They're technically the least successful team in NHL history. So. This year may not be the year they get it done. This well, is, it's going to be tough. Columbus has always struggled against Tampa Bay in their, in their time. I don't know um, how often they've actually beat them, but it's... They it's, lost every single they lost it. They lost it. That's what I thought. So, and then about Bobrovsky and Panarin. So, the Florida Panthers actually just signed former Blackhawks head coach Joel Quinville, and that has been considered a landing point for Bobrovsky and Panarin over the offseason. Oh, yeah. Sunshine State. So the Florida Panthers might actually have some fans. That, so call me crazy, but they might. Yes. But so next team up here is the Boston Bruins, 49-24-9, 107 points, mm-hmm. tied for second in the standings overall with Calgary. Mm-hmm. They had a great season with Brad Marchand doing a great job. They have an amazing all-around team. They had some injuries, but still did a really good job. And they're goaltending with uh, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. Just both those guys have been Doing really well. Rask has been playing a lot this season, but they're a big-time cup contender in Boston. Yes. Um, Just what that city needs, another team of championship yes, aspirations. They, uh, they have a lot of ex- good experience on that team, too, with Dano Chara on the back end. He's getting a little little old, but I believe he signed another contract, right? Right, yeah. Season. I think three-year contract. I don't know. But but he's he'll come back. He's been a little slow. I got the chance to watch him play in the Winter Classic. He was He's definitely showing signs of... Uh, a little bit of slowing down, but I think Still his, experience and his experience and leadership will definitely help the Bruins to win a championship. And Charlie McAvoy is on the defense too, yes. I believe. So he's he'll do a great job taking the uh, the torch from him. And they have a all round, they have a good young team. They have good young players and good older players. Boston mm-hmm. has got that. They have it, I think, and they'll yes. be playing 
the Toronto Maple Leafs, who went 46-28-8 with 100 points. They had a rough ending to the season. They lost a lot towards the end of the season. They were holding second place in their division for a while. Then Boston took that from them. But Toronto, they're still dangerous. They're still a good team out here. They can, they can possibly surprise Boston. I don't see it happening. Austin Matthews is going to do a lot better than he did last year in the playoffs. Mitch Marner, hopefully he'll get a big contract wherever he goes. Don't know how Toronto's going to pay for him. but No, I think the thing about Toronto is that they are still relatively young compared to a lot of other teams with Austin Matthews on the front end and defensemen like Morgan Riley, Jake Gardner, Nikita Zaitsev on the back end. I think a lot of those guys are going to are going to they're going to shut down Boston's offense in my opinion. But uh, I think Toronto's going to be out looking for some revenge from last year. Jake Gardner has got to do well this series because he might yes. get run out of town. Last year he nearly got run out of Toronto. Yes, yeah. And then <laughs> and, they, uh, they brought in John Tavares, which is a great turnaround, I think, for that team. I think Kyle Dubas has done a great job of building up Toronto, and I think they're going to have a break. Hopefully Nylander also plays well for yes. them, too. So now moving on to the Metro, the, I hate to say it, but defending Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. Yes. 48, 26, and 8, 104 points. Another Metro Division title. They're still great. They're going into defending the cup. Ovi wants more than one cup in his career. He's had a phenomenal career. Great player in Alex Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Surefire Hall of Famer. So they have almost the exact same squad as last year. They're not, I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. They've, they still have a really good team. They've, they've shown. Sometimes they look like they are playing down to opponents a little bit, but Washington is still very solid overall. Team. Yeah, the uh, the Capitals I think are going to make a nice run, but I think they're going to run into troubles if they ever hit Tampa Bay in the playoffs or Boston or Boston. Tampa Bay and Boston are both going to be teams that are going to be very hard to pass wherever you are in the playoffs. And but then they they might have end up playing Pittsburgh again. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in the playoffs nine and two overall in the playoffs mm-hmm. against them. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to go down without a fight, too. Oh, and uh, in my opinion, I feel like Ovechkin, if if he doesn't get to the finals or win another cup this year, I feel like this could be close to the end of his career, in my opinion. Right, yeah. So now next up with the Carolina Hurricanes, who they'll be playing. They went 46-29-7, 99 points, and they broke the longest playoff job in the Mm -hmm. NHL, giving that title to the Buffalo Sabres now. So they've had a pretty they've had a pretty good year with Sebastian Aho and Thibaut Teravainen, or I don't know if I've said Thibaut Teravainen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's had a yeah. Both those guys have had really good years. This probably isn't the year that they make a run, but they, they will give the Caps some problems. I oh, think. yeah, the Hurricanes are definitely one of the teams to look out for. Um, they're looking to shut down a lot of haters they've had throughout the season. Uh, analysts, bunch of jerks. Yes, <laughs> bunch of jerks. Analyst Don Cherry called. The Carolina Hurricanes, a bunch of jerks earlier in the year for their their celebrations at the end of games. They call the uh, the surge that they have at the end. Uh, they really they really show up for their home fans, which uh, shows them their home record twenty four thirteen and four, which is a solid um, solid home record, especially um, from years prior forty six twenty nine and seven is nothing to strike at. In my opinion. Right? Yeah, the Hurricanes. Maybe they can make a Nashville esque run like Nashville made to the Cup final a couple years ago. Next up, we have the New York Islanders, who surprised, biggest surprise season probably is a 48-27-7 record, 103 points. They lost John Tavares, but 
And they didn't really get much in the offseason. They got Barry Trutz as their coach and Lou Lamorello. They finally got rid of Garth Snow, and now they got Lou Lamorello. And next thing you know, they're a cup contender. Matthew Barzal is who they got over the offseason to answer that question. Yeah, he's he's done phenomenal. He's done a great job. He showed some shines last season, but he's been a star this year. He's done an amazing job for the New York Islanders. But the thing, they got – Rob Ben Laner in the defense, I'm, I'm not defense, but goaltender. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job in goal this year, and they have a really good defense. They have yeah. arguably the best defense in the whole league, so that is nothing to be laughing at right there. The Islanders are the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Barzal is definitely he's 21 and he's unbelievable already. He had took a bit of a step back from last year where he had over a point per game. Um, 22 goals and Matthew Barzal is definitely going to be the future for the Islanders. Just look, looking at it from a stats basis, 85 points in 82 games last year. Wow. Took a bit of a step back this year, but he, the dude's on a, on a track for a phenomenal NHL career. I'm looking at his junior stats right now, and he's got he had 88 points in 58 games and 79 points in 41 games well, yeah. two years in a row as a captain of the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL. So he's got... Leadership under his belt. He's got skill. He's got playmaking. He's got anything any NHL team would want in a player. All right. Last but not least, my Pittsburgh Penguins with a 44, 26, and 12 record, 100 points. It's been a weird season. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. They, at times, they look like they're completely toast, that they're, they're done competing. But at other times, they look like they're one of the best teams in the league. When I was in Pittsburgh uh, and I saw them play the Jets as during their eight game win streak, they looked unbeatable they've just had a uh, very up and down season a big part of them is going to be how Matt Murray plays he can't blow late games he's done really good these last few weeks but he's been blowing those late games especially the ones of the Philadelphia Flyers which that hurt a lot well two of those the Philadelphia Flyers for that matter mm-hmm. and the offense has to get back on track with that deadly Islanders defense but with Jake Gensel and the way he plays the playoffs he's the most low-key 40 goal scorer in the yes. NHL right now, he's gonna get he's gonna get some goals. Sidney Crosby, the best player in the league in my opinion, is gonna do some major damage for them. And our key for the defense, Chris Letang has to stay healthy. He's been injured multiple times this year, but Tanger has to stay healthy. And the Penguins are kind of under the radar right now, but that's usually when they play the best. Yes. So who do you see in the Stanley Cup Finals? In the Stanley Cup Finals, I've definitely for the Eastern Conference, I'm definitely going to have to say the Tampa Bay Lightning, almost without a doubt. And then for the Western Conference, it's 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 a mix. I'm debating between the Calgary Flames and the San Jose Sharks, but I'm going to have to lean towards the Flames. I just think Johnny Gaudreau and uh, Riddich and Gold are just it's going to be too much for nearly the Western Conference team. I think. Right, and I have the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. I believe that's going to be a tough game. So thank you for uh, tuning in to this episode. We'll have another episode out this week, and we will see you later, Royal Nation.